And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, canola prices tumble today as shipments to China dry right up. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. Sunny skies, wind southeast 30 and a high of 11 degrees. The low minus 3. Wind chill minus 7 overnight. Tomorrow, sunny skies with a high of 12 degrees. The low minus 7. Sunday, sunny with a high minus 1. The low minus 9. That's the one cool day, Sunday. Monday, warmer, sunny. The high plus 3. The low minus 3. Tuesday, sunny. The high plus 10 the low minus 2. Wednesday, cloudy, a high of 7, the low minus 5. Thursday, partly cloudy, the high near plus 3. Normal high is plus 3, the normal low minus 9. The sun rose at 6.58 this morning. It sets at 7.13 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot, by the way, is Maple Creek in the southwest at 15 degrees. The cold spot in Saskatchewan is Rock Glen at minus 1. Estevan is plus 7, Saskatoon 10, Swift Current 8, Weyburn 6, Yorkton is 7. In Regina with sunny skies, it's plus 6, that's 43 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the south-southeast at 26, gusting to 36. Humidity is 76%, the barometer dropping 102.0. Haze in Moose Jaw, again for the second day in a row, it's 9 degrees. Winds are from the south-southwest at 15. Once again, Regina, sunny in 6, that's 43 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best, online at mcdougallauction.com. And Technotill Seeding System, packing where it counts. See the difference at Technotill on Facebook or on technotill.com. It appears the flow of Canadian canola to China is drying up. Old contracts are being delivered, but no new sales are being made, according to Jim Everson, president of the Canola Council of Canada importers in China are not purchasing uh, Canadian canola seed uh, at this time. And so it isn't uh, only related to a single company, um, but to this, you know, to the sale of canola seed to China. Meantime, canola prices are taking a nosedive on markets this morning. Canola futures are down more than $17 a ton or close to 40 cents a bushel today. Commodities analyst Ken Ball with PI Financial in Winnipeg. I imagine Chinese crushers are very leery about booking cargoes right now, not knowing if they're going to be rejected when they arrive or tied up in paperwork. It just wouldn't be good business sense for them to be doing that. And there might be a little pressure from the government on them to stop buying as well. Ball says Canadian canola exports will be 8 to 10% below last year because of the Chinese trade action. He says fewer seeded acres may result from the recent downturn in price. He says the lower price, though, should prompt interest in some offshore markets like Mexico and Europe. Environment Canada says it was a record-setting week for warm weather in many parts of southern Saskatchewan. Senior climatologist David Phillips says there's little sign of any rain or snow in the coming week, although there will be a short cooling period on Sunday. March sort of began just like February ended. Probably the, the coldest 
six weeks, four in February and two in March, um, that uh, I think are historically the coldest. We saw on the prairies, for example, in February, it was the coldest um, uh, February in, in 72 years of record-keeping. Uh, and March added to that at the beginning. We saw temperatures in southern uh, Saskatchewan of minus 34. Uh, there were several days with minus 20, eight days uh, with minus 20. You normally would see four of those in an entire month, and we had eight in the first half of uh, of, of March. So uh, I think it was the sun was out, but it was just so polar Siberian cold that um, there was just no movement. I mean, nature was just frozen in a, in a in almost in a permafrost state. Well, then we saw a, a large high-pressure area that developed over British Columbia, uh, and it's like putting a uh, like a dome over the, the prairies in the west, and, um, and not letting any of the cold air in, and the air is compressing, it's warming up, and we saw, uh, for example, um, certainly on the 20th of March, we saw records being broken across, uh, well, we broke records for the number of records we broke, including in Saskatchewan with Kindersley and, and Watrous. Yorkton had, had new temperature highs for, for those areas. And it's always more difficult to break a record in, um, in Regina because your records go back to the 1800s. But certainly we saw temperatures uh, in the last four or five days that have been uh, clearly above the freezing mark. We saw temperatures of high of 11.1 degrees yesterday and 10 Point seven. My gosh, it's uh, it's likely even to be um, uh, warmer uh, warmer today. Uh, and uh, so I, I think that overall we've seen um, uh, clearly uh, maybe winter's last hurrah uh, in terms of the deep uh, the deep cold. And what we see going ahead is temperatures that are in double digit positives. I mean, normally highs in southern Saskatchewan at this time of the year should be a high of plus three and a low of minus nine. Well, we're seeing over the next uh, a couple of days, highs of 11 or 12 degrees, even higher in the southwestern part of the uh, province. And then, of course, I mean, it's going to, there's always notoriously uh, kind of almost the double personality with spring. You can get, winter is never too far away, and, and summer is just wanting to get a foothold. And so there's often a weather wars that breaks out between the cold and the warm air. And uh, on Sunday, it could, you know, we not even see a melting temperature, uh, uh, minus one, and and then plus three on Monday, and then back up to 10 degrees on Tuesday. So this is this yo-yo, uh, almost roller coaster type of um, ride that spring is all about. Uh, it's never sort of, you never go from slush to sweat. Uh, uh, you, you really, the transition season is about feeling it out. And uh, and I always think that's, that's, uh, that's a good situation. I think it's going to take a lot of heat uh, to thaw out the ground, to get below that frost level so that farmers can get onto their fields and start working them. I mean, the... I suppose in one way there's not a lot of uh, uh, white stuff around, a lot, a lot of snow sitting on the ground. The last month has been uh, unfortunately very dry, um, and uh, so we have um, uh, that issue. But at least um, what it means is with these very warm temperatures that are, you know, 8, 9, 10 degrees warmer than normal, but you also have just day after day after sunshine. And so we measure temperature in the shade. So I think today... Uh, 
high of 11 degrees in Regina. I mean, that's eight degrees warmer than normal. With that sunshine, it's going to be more like feeling like uh, perhaps maybe another six or seven degrees. So more like like 17, 18 degrees. So that we're going to really see that with no reflection off the surface. We're going to see that ground really begin to uh, that ice to get out of the ground. And and I think that farmers are going to see growers are going to see uh, a real change in terms of soil temperatures and also uh, being able to get onto their their fields and uh, and and things are fairly dry, so it's not a matter of drying things out. Phillips says southern Saskatchewan, though, usually receives 15 to 20 centimeters of snow in late March and early April to help replenish soil moisture. He says southern Saskatchewan is expected to have warmer than normal spring and summer. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And the Remax Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. Efforts are underway to develop a code of practice for grain farmers. Cereals Canada President Cam Dahl says the time has come for the grain, oilseed and special crop sectors to accept both the responsibility and opportunities that come from demonstrating the sustainability of modern agriculture. We're seeing increased demands from, uh, from consumers around the world. It's, it's not just in North America, it's, it's around the world. Uh, to, to have a better understanding on how their food is produced and, and where it, it comes from. And uh, this will give us uh, in the grains and oil seeds and special crops uh, sectors a, a tool to be able to respond to uh, to some of those questions about uh, uh, how we uh, how we raise our our grain in in Canada um, and uh, and what sustainability practices we uh, uh, we carry out how we're protecting the the soil and the water and the land and. You know, we have a really good sustainability story to tell. Uh, we just don't have the tools to uh, to really bring that out to the public, and, and this will be one of those tools. So it really is the time to uh, uh, to, to move forward and, and really develop something concrete uh, that uh, we'll be able to, uh, you know, literally hand to customers to, to when we talk about uh, uh, Canadian sustainability and our production practices. Dahl notes the Grains Roundtable recently endorsed exploring the development of a code through the Canadian Roundtable for Sustainable Crops. For those that uh, aren't familiar with the Grains Roundtable, it's it's a, a body of of oh there's about 80 people around the table. It's it's not uh, it's it's too big to be round now, and uh, includes both industry and government. Uh, really is is that that place where we can uh, interact with government to to review and, and set policy going forward and and so the the code is going to uh, be uh, or the work is going to be done to be developed to develop the code uh, and uh, I really do need to emphasize that uh, farmers are going to be around that table so we we are going to have farmers around the table uh, having direct input into the code of practice Dahl explains what the code of practice will look like you know it involves things like 
uh, best practices for for nutrient management. Uh, uh, it will include the uh, things like best management for uh, for application of, of crop inputs, uh, pesticides, for for example. Uh, so a, a lot of those key areas will will be uh, will be covered, and um, you know these are these are things that farmers are already doing right. Uh, so so it isn't uh, it isn't going to be an imposition of of more bureaucracy or or more paperwork on farmers. Dahl says the growers' code of practice will be voluntary, and that really does follow the. Uh, the model that the animal sectors have uh, have used going forward. So uh, we we have a model to follow. We don't need to to reinvent the the wheel on this. Uh, and and those codes of practices are voluntary, uh, but they will provide a, a foundation for for more robust programs if uh, if uh, farmers are are willing to engage in in that uh, in that kind of a program. Uh, if they see a financial return, uh, and if there is demands from the markets, uh, it, it provides a foundation for for moving forward with uh, with those kinds of programs. And again, we see those kind of models in the animal industry. The verified beef program uh, is is an example of that. Dahl says one of the key principles in the development of a code of practice for farmers is it must be science based. I'm seeing a, a scientific advisory council actually that will have input into the uh, the development of of the code, and uh, and so uh, we're really going to be basing this on on what science is is telling us and, and not uh, not the latest uh, meme on the internet. Dahl's work on developing a code of practice for farmers will begin shortly. I think we're going to start right away. The uh, the next uh, meeting of the Canadian Roundtable for Sustainable Crops is on April 30th, uh, and uh, you know that's the time I, I think we'll really get the structure of of how we're going to be moving forward. Um, I would like to see it move move ahead as quickly as possible, but uh, but right now I don't have a time frame. But uh, yes, this is something that is going to begin right away. Dahl encourages farmers to use their farm groups to follow the development of the code and to be heard if they have concerns about the direction being taken. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. Grain prices were mixed in early trading this morning. Viterra prices for canola dropped $7.60 this morning at $404.72. Oats went up $2.88 at $203.44. Number one red spring wheat rose $2.34 at $224.17. The rest were all unchanged. Durham, $215.84. Feed barley, $192.63. Flax, $475.61. Yellow peas, 251.54. Feed wheat, 193.31. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, May wheat is up one cent at 572 and a quarter cent a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia, 642-4180 or Weyburn, 842-4574. This is Graham Barnett with the Market Report Heartland Livestock here in Moose Jaw. 2500 on offer for the week here in Moose Jaw. These 750 plus weight steers, they look like a couple to four, maybe five bucks stronger. These like grass cattle, three to five stronger, maybe right up to ten higher in spots. Looks like they're wintered now. Cow market steady. I have seen that, been saying that all the way since October. Bread cow sale here Thursday, March 28th, 100 plus bread cows. There will be some cow calf pairs in there too. They have 
their winter now looks like the time to buy. Here's what happened on our Tuesday pre-sort. 49, little red and black steer at 534, bring 230 and a quarter. The 591s, reds and blacks at 220 and a quarter. We sold 100, 649 weight red and black steers. It came from Kelly Shaver at Ben Goff. 211.50. 703 weight red steers bring 202.50 and the 778 reds at 183. The 518 weight Charlay heifers at 205. 121 red heifers, 588 at 185 and a quarter. 667 weight 10 heifers at 184.75. 778 red heifers at 183. The good cows suddenly 5 to 85. Sales up to 89, but that's few and far between. Feeding cows are bringing quite a few more dollars than that. Good bulls, anywhere from 88 to dollar four. This is Graham Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices for SIG 5, TCP BP2, 155.70 per CKG. And for BP4, TCP4, the price is $150.98 per CKG. Sunny today, wind southeast 30, the high 11, the low minus 3. Sunny tomorrow, high 12, the low minus 7. In Regina, sunny and 6, that's 43 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.